Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Who is more of a man, Fred Rogers or old blood and guts George Patton? It takes all kinds of men, and that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. It's going to be a little bit different, but I think we'll enjoy the discussion. Stay with us. For today's handshake, we want to talk about posture. We want to talk about sitting up straight with your shoulders slightly back. This position exudes confidence, and it also helps you feel more confident, which is really important in portraying a good and confident masculine image. In today's world, it's so easy to slouch because that's what we do in our sedentary lives. We sit on the couch and we slouch. We sit at work at the office and we're slouching over. But it really does give uh, um, a misunderstanding of um, what it means to be a confident gentleman. And so we encourage you to practice that um, habit of sitting up straight. There's a lot of tricks out there these days to do that because it's creating health issues, so it has that benefit as well. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We're glad that you're here. If this is your first time listening on a podcast player, please hit that subscribe button. Consider writing us a review if you've listened to this multiple times. On YouTube, definitely subscribe and hit that bell icon so that you get notified every time that we come out with one of these episodes or different other clips that we are producing. We also want to keep on producing these things for you. Um, We know that our memes are loved throughout the world. We've got uh, an awesome and vibrant Instagram account and Facebook account with these memes and then incredible blogs driving men to um, the website. We also have this podcast that we're producing and we can only do that uh, with our patrons. And so I thank all of our patrons from the bottom of our heart for allowing us to do this and to supporting us so we can continue doing this. And if you are considering looking for another opportunity, we're talking $5 a month, $10 a month, any of those things, please head over to patreon.com slash Catholic gentlemen. Take a look at the thank you gifts that we're offering. We greatly appreciate your help and your support. Well, at the beginning of the episode, I asked a kind of provocative question. Mm. Uh, who's more of a man, Fred Rogers or General George Patton, who is infamous for his military prowess? And really to answer the question, I would say both. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is how God has made different kinds of men. Not every man is a hardened warrior. Not every man is a a bodybuilder or a cage fighter. Um, God has given us all different uh, skills and talents and abilities and interests uh, that are unique gifts to us, and they're part of our vocation as men. Um, And not all of those skills and abilities look the same. Mm. Um, And why do I care about this? Well, I think culturally there's a crisis of masculinity going on. Yeah. 
people are questioning, like, what does it mean to be a man? Um, there's so gender confusion everywhere. And so what you see a lot of times is people who are kind of upset by this, they swing to an extreme. They go to say that every man must be the peak of machismo. Yeah. They must be kind of chest-thumping, aggressive, uh, must have huge biceps, they must be... Baritone uh, bass voice. Yes, yep. right. And the truth is, though, that God has made um, a lot of different kinds of men by his design and by his choice. It's not a mistake. Yeah. And while there are certain attributes that all men should share, that doesn't mean that all men should look the same. I mean, I think this is is a very important point. Yeah. Um, and in my book, I made sure to write a chapter on this very topic because it's something that I think is making a lot of men doubt themselves. Is there something wrong with me? I am more drawn to art or literature or history or philosophy, and maybe I can't bench press twice my body weight. Does that mean I'm less than a man? Mm. Um, maybe I don't know jujitsu. Maybe I've never been in a cage fight. Does that mean I'm less of a man? You know, and so I think that we, we need to discuss this. Yeah. We need to have an honest conversation about what's essential to manhood and what's inessential. Um, what is... Well, I mean, what are the different kinds of men that God has made? Yeah, no, I agree. So my mind thinks of different areas where we can start about the different archetypes of man, different, um, you know, primordial instincts and things like that yeah. that we've talked about in the past. And we'll get into that, right? We'll talk about, you know, warrior, you know, a monk, poet, you know, um, and, uh, and um, warrior, monk, and... Uh, What's the third one? It's escaping me. Well, the, well I, mean, there's, I mean, there's different. There's, there's provider and protector and, and governor and, and counselor. And, and there's yeah. the politicians and the healers. Yeah. There's many different kinds uh, of men. And um, well, let me just give you an example. Okay, yeah. Let's look at the saints, right? Yeah. That's what the church holds up to us as, you know, kind of the, the uh, men that we should admire and imitate. Yeah. And there's many different kinds of saints. So you look at like St. Ignatius of Loyola, right? Yeah. He was a warrior. He was a soldier until he got severely injured in battle. Um, and he was incapacitated, and he really kind of had this crisis of, like, what is my life going to be? And he picked up a book of the lives of the saints and was so inflamed with passion for their lives. And he's like, I'm going to be a saint. But he was a saint in his own way. Yeah. In fact, he was a very soldierly saint. Yeah. He created, you know, the Society of Jesus, which was extremely disciplined. Um, they studied languages. They studied all of human knowledge. They were, in, you know, zealous missionaries all over the world, but very, like, militant yeah. almost. Um, but then there were other, other saints that were much more um, gentle, uh, if you will, um, not nearly as, as warlike and militant. Yeah. Um, of course, the stereotype of St. Francis of Assisi, although I think he was a lot more hardcore than people yeah, give him credit for. Yeah, I think for. his strength read, was... Uh, yeah, if you actually read the accounts of his well life, built, he, yeah. was, he was extremely uh, intense in the way that he lived his life. But the point was, he did love nature. He did love animals. He was a peacemaker. He yeah. wasn't a warrior. Um, and in fact, you know, the famous story of him... Um, you know, the, the, at the time, the, the Muslims were invading a lot of Europe. Mm. And everyone was like in this crusading mindset. Let's go fight yeah. fight the uh, infidels, you know. And, and 
St. Francis said, I want to be a peacemaker. So he went and found the sultan and, you know, tried to convince tried him, to, convince to persuade him, yeah. him to, to uh, become Catholic and, and tried to do everything in the most peaceable way possible. Ultimately, and according to worldly standards, he failed. But the point was, he, was, he wasn't a warrior. He yeah. wasn't a crusader. He was a peacemaker. Um, and a poet, and yeah. he wrote, you know, hymns of, uh, of the Sun. That's the glory right. of God, and and that that was who he was. Yeah, and that was good, and that was okay. And talking about Saint Francis, is it more manly to live your life for others and live your cell life mm-hmm. in complete poverty, yeah. and to um, uh, hug those in need, yes. or is it more manly to? cast blame and point the finger and, um, you know, puff yourself up in front of others. And we see it all the time and today because society has held up this image of masculinity that is, um, you know, the... Uh, the guy who is jacked, who, you know, six foot five and as, um, mm-hmm. you know, is doing everything he, you know, an hour a day in the gym and, you know, and success in life is is all about, um, you know, your personal growth and, and uh, possessions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Which one's more manly? You know, right. St. Francis of Assisi, who is living God's will and living um, for others in total service, regardless of his stature, regardless of his, um, you know, um, voice and, um, and demeanor around right. others. And I bring up another one um, is uh, St. Alphonsus, right? So St. Alphonsus is one of my favorite saints and uh, uniformity with God's will. And he is the doctor of moral theology. Mm-hmm. So I'll just pause, right? Not many doctors of the church. One of them titled the doctor of moral theology, and that is St. Alphonsus. He is amazing. St. Alphonsus was a lawyer. He was a lawyer for eight years, never lost a case, was obviously had multiple degrees and a doctorate. Um, he became a lawyer. And then when he left, after he lost his first case, he abandoned uh, law and he decided to um, become a religious. Um, and then he founded an order and he's written copious things about moral theology, right and wrong, yeah. God's will in our lives. But what people don't know about St. Alphonsus was that he had asthma when he was a child and couldn't get into the military because he was too small with asthma. They don't know that there's the saying that when he graduated that he was so small that he was swimming in the the gown, the cap and gown that he had to wear for graduation. And, um, And that's because the church understands the worth of a man is not dependent on um, necessarily what they do uh, in the secular world or how they look, you know, amongst Mm. their brothers. And so... Yes, yeah, right. And I I think, too, you know, we have to recognize that many of the great men of history were not just the ones leading the armies, but they were also the ones contributing in other ways, too. Um, you know, think about Shakespeare. Do you think he could have benched, you know, 300 pounds uh, or, you know, squatted 500 pounds? No, of course not. And yet we're still reflecting on uh, the beauty of his words 500 years plus later. Uh, Same with, you know, let's say St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. You know, he probably never uh, won a wrestling match in his life. He was a big guy. Yeah. But (laughs) according to the testimonies we have about him, but that was he was he was his gift 
was thinking. Yeah. His gift was pondering the great mysteries of life um, and uh, assessing theology, philosophy. That was where his gift lies. Yeah. And honestly, it would not have been good for him to abandon that vocation mm. to be a soldier. Could you imagine? Mm. Um, in fact, his family wanted him right. to do something else. Yeah. They didn't want him to be a philosopher. They certainly didn't want him to be a Dominican. Yeah. Um, and they were very upset when he followed mm. that inner call. So what I'm saying is, is that not that men shouldn't develop themselves physically. A lot of the times that we spend on this show is about developing ourselves, rounding ourselves out yeah. as Catholic gentlemen, pushing ourselves into uncomfortable territory, learning new skills, you know, learning how to um, be physically fit. Those are all good things. But are they essential to what it means to be a man? Absolutely not. No. And we often focus on the external, right? I mean, right. I think just our visual nature, we focus on the external. Sam and I have uh, dealt with this personally. I know that I was always really good at athletics. I was. I, I was a soccer player, then I was a football player, and I did really mm -hmm. well. But then I also was a professional musician, right? right. And I had this, this rift within me. And when I started really pursuing music mm -hmm. full time, um, I was directly called a homosexual because mm -hmm. I was pursuing yeah. music. This is in high school. And so when yeah. you're going through puberty and you are, are struggling, uh, you know, in life in general, as you're, you're, you yeah. know, hitting testosterone's hitting you in ways and your yeah. voice is changing. And simply because I was pursuing music right. and I was very academically inclined, yeah. um, my freshman year, I was, um, I was top in my class, and um, and so because of those two things, I was labeled. Right, and that's really hard for um, individuals that um, don't know themselves and their self worth and their dignity. And I'll say that when I was a freshman and sophomore in high school, I did not. Yeah, you know, uh, the world was affecting me. Right, and so I um, I sought my self worth in success and yeah. being the best at everything I did. Yes. And so that was for me, because that's what the world and society was pushing upon me, was this need for success. So I had to um, be the best trumpet player and win all region and, and area and all of these things. And then I had to also uh, try and um, work out, right? So that maybe if they saw me working out in addition to, you know, doing well and, and academics and stuff like that, then I wouldn't be labeled as such, right? Right, right. And, um, and I personally wasn't because of my faith pursuing um, relationships in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I was uh, really pursuing academics and trumpet playing. Mm -hmm. And so all of that, pigeonholed me yeah. and um and i feel like a lot of our listeners and a lot of our um, a lot of men in society deal with this if not all of them um very frequently even to the extreme of men that have built themselves up right right, right. maybe they allowed the world to move them in one direction and they saw uh, their masculine nature uh was um brought out not by the gifts God had given them, yeah. but by how they were formed in the world. Right. And now they're in their 40s and they're looking back and mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're maybe looking down and still struggling with pride and, and arrogance and things like that right. because they weren't formed interiorly. Right. Yes. 
Yeah, and you know, I appreciate your honesty just sharing yeah. a little of your own story. Like for me too, I was always, I, I had horrible asthma when I was a kid. Mm. I was you know, like scrawny, I was always under undersized, I was always the smallest kid in school. And I was hospitalized dozens and dozens of times over and over for my asthma attacks. You know, gym class, kids would be playing, you know, and I would be sitting there with a breathing treatment, mm. you know, something like that. And it really started to affect me. And then in high school, I was like, well, I'm going to push myself. And I joined the wrestling team. Yeah. And I won, won some tournaments, things like that, and got, got pretty good. It really helped build me up as a man. But I never got, you know, huge biceps. No matter how much I worked out, yeah. my physique never changed. Yeah. I was always, you know, the smallest kid and everything. But you know what? That, was, that wasn't essential to my masculinity in a sense, you know, being small, I'm what I'm saying. What, I, what was essential, though, is, is your heart, mm. is, is your desire to sacrifice, your desire to contribute, your desire to pursue the glory of God. And that can happen no matter what your inclinations are, or no matter what your size is. So let's take, let's make, let's take another example yeah. that's not so personal, but one that someone might struggle with. Let's say that they're a man, but they are more sensitive by nature. They're more drawn to things like, let's say, poetry yeah. or art. Like they just love painting um, or love expressing themselves through uh, creativity. Yeah. Um, does that mean they are less of a man? If we say that, we are saying that God made a mistake by making them interested in those things. Oh, well said. And I think that is wrong. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, no, I don't just think, I mm. actually firmly believe that if we say that, we are doing a great disservice to men. That's right. Um, if you are interested in art, if you are interested in poetry, if you are interested in videography, cinematography, if you're interested in music, music, or I mean, C.S. Lewis, one of his one of his best friends, Owen Barfield, yeah, loved to dance. Yeah, he loved movement. He loved expressing himself through dancing. And yet, this guy was completely. Uh, Straight. This guy was completely confident in his masculinity. Um, he was married for years and years and years. Brilliant thinker. Um, but he just loved to, to dance. Now, yeah. nowadays, everyone would be calling into question his masculinity. Right. But that's completely ridiculous. This man also happened to be a soldier at one point during his life. And, and he was completely confident in his masculinity. But what I'm saying is, is that God has given many men many different gifts. Mm-hmm. And we have a responsibility to round ourselves out as men, to develop ourselves, and not just cater to our preferences. I think every man should develop themselves physically. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that every man is going to be, um, their vocation is specifically physical, if you will. I love this. And I'm going to bring up some other examples personal to me as a musician. And um, Mozart was five foot four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Wagner was five foot five. Mm-hmm. If our listeners don't know, uh, Nietzsche declared Richard Wagner an Ubermensch, right, a superhuman <laughs> because of his abilities. Later, he retracted that, and that's a whole mess in in, in history and, and feuds <laughs> among men. But um, but if Richard Wagner was not allowed mm-hmm. to be um, to experience music, if Mozart mm-hmm. was not allowed to experience music our world would be less 
mm-hmm. of a joy-filled place. Yes. And I'm not talking about the virtues of these man, men or the vices. Um, I'm talking about the fact that Mozart had written seven symphonies by the age of 12. Yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> and that's just mind-boggling, right? Yeah. And Richard Wagner wrote The Ring Cycle and Lohengrin and some of the most famous, you know, Here Comes the Bride, bum bum ba dum right? That's yeah. Richard Wagner. He's written some of the most famous music that we've all heard, whether you know it or not. Right. Um, and our lives are so much more enriched right. and so much more full by these musicians and the the music that they compose. Right. But in the eyes of the world, you had Mozart who was scrawny and had a larger head than his body. He was five foot four, you know, right. and he had um, pox all on his face because of smallpox as a kid, you know, right. pots and stuff like that. And you had Richard Wagner who was small, but they lived out their temperament and they right. lived out their talents right. in a way that could better mankind. Absolutely. And could serve others. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, how big was J.R.R. Tolkien? Yeah. How big was Dante Alighieri, you know? Uh, how big was, uh, you know, the 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 paint um, i'm sorry the sistine chapel the painter I was yeah, michelangelo, yeah. michelangelo rembrandt yeah. all these guys we don't care right, you know right. nobody cares because what we remember about them was not the size of their biceps right um or you know how much weight they could deadlift but their contribution yeah um and again i, I the point i want to make is be faithful to your vocation mm. Be faithful to that inner call that God has given you. Do not betray that because of a stereotype, because of a caricature that our culture has embraced. And unfortunately, a lot of men have embraced as they kind of swing the pendulum the other way yeah. um, in our culture, Thank too. You. Where yeah. when, they're, when they're waking up to the problem that there's a pro- crisis of masculinity in our culture, they swing to this extreme caricature, this cartoonish Thank version you. Of masculinity, where it's all just aggression and and um, you know physical prowess and all of these things. Okay, those things matter. I, yeah. I'm not going to dismiss that, but I'm also going. I want to balance that message with the message that follow your vocation, follow that inner call. Do not be unfaithful to that. Be secure in who God made you to be. Yeah. And don't dismiss that Yeah. Um, for a stereotype. I agree. And I think we're both getting at that interior, and we should come back to that. We're not, I can tell a bunch of listeners, uh, you know, they're, they're just bashing, um, you know, uh, jocks and, you know, and people who are, have athletic builds. Yeah, absolutely but that's not. not, absolutely not. That's not the case at all. In fact, both Sam and I love, um, playing sports we love watching football we love you know um i love watching roger federer and uh, rafael nadal you know and and tennis Mm -hmm. matches i love watching um different um the the 49ers and the vikings and the cowboys you know Mm -hmm. i do i greatly enjoy watching these things um i I I like watching um you know brazilian jiu-jitsu as well you know um my dad and i used to watch every sort of 
action movie um, and yeah. uh, you know even the lame like Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme you know oh yeah Bloodsport yeah, <laughs> yeah Bloodsport <laughs> exactly love Jean Claude Van Damme and so that's not at all you know but again they're men who are living out their um, living out their talents living right. out what uh, their temperament and in most cases we assume their temperament uh, their stature and things that made them capable of doing and that in itself is glorifying That's right and so um, but one of the big things is is that it does not make somebody more or less right. of a man exactly because of these things right that is built on the interior and uh, I mean, our, if you haven't caught on and this is your first time listening to our episodes, our episodes are focused on building the interior. Yes. What does it mean to be a man so that we can be a saint? And right. it's focusing on that transformation interiorly. Right. And I think that's that. what you're getting at is, is crucial here yeah. in this discussion. So going back to that question at the beginning, who was more of a man, Fred Rogers or... Yeah. George Patton. Okay, Fred Rogers, let's take him for example. Incredibly disciplined. Yes. He swam every morning without fail, no matter where he was in the world or what he was doing, he swam every morning for at least an hour. Yeah. Um, he weighed the same weight, by the way, for like 30 years, mm. which is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. But he's just incredibly disciplined. He was extremely disciplined as well in every aspect of his TV show. Um, so his discipline was really the manifestation of his manhood. Like That's his, right. His inner, but his inner call was to serve others, to spread goodness through television. Yeah. Because he was upset by um, a lot of what he was seeing on TV at the time. And he's, he was um, not Catholic, but he yeah. was an ordained minister in, yeah. his, in his denomination. And he saw TV as his ministry. Yeah. So again, he was being faithful to his vocation to that uh, those desires that God had implanted in his heart. He was also a professional musician. Yeah. He was a concert pianist. That's and right. he wrote uh, Requiem, uh, which is the your funeral uh, mass, right? So yeah. he wasn't Catholic, but he did write his own Requiem to be right. played at his funeral when he died. So he was incredibly accomplished because the one thing he didn't do yeah. was allow the world to... Uh, push him in every direction. Exactly. He didn't allow the world. He wasn't passive in his experience of life. Right. And he wasn't reacting um, uh, instantly to everything he saw. But he was planned. He was. He persevered. He was persistent in his right. dedication. I completely agree. And but I'll switch gears to yeah. General Patton. Here. Yeah. He loved military strategy from a very early age, mm. and he just loved. Uh, in enacting it, studying it, um, you know, playing with his little soldiers and trying to figure things out, um, military strategy. Um, if he had tried to be Fred Rogers, if he said, well, I feel really drawn to going to the army, but I'm going to be a therapist instead, yeah. or I'm going to be a doctor, yeah. or I'm going to be a scientist, that would have made no sense for George Patton because his call was to be a military That's man. right. And if he had ignored that, if he had ignored that inner call, he would have, well, first of all, the United States might have lost <laughs> World War II, uh, but also he would have been a disaster and failed it as a man because he hadn't listened to that. Mm. So two completely different men, two completely different sets of giftings, and yet both were true to themselves. And that's the message that I want to, um, not in like, I want to leave with the men listening to this, is not in a narcissistic 
way, but be true to who you are, who God made you to be. Because it is God's purpose for you. Um, and we're all different. And yeah. that's good. That's okay. That's beautiful because in God's genius, in God's omnipotence, in God's grandeur, he created a diversity of men. Yes. And could you imagine what it would be like if right. everybody was a carbon copy of them, you know, right. of, of a man? And so in this diversity, we are called to embrace it. We are called to appreciate the mm-hmm. joys and the um, sufferings and the talents and the gifts and the, um, you know, the disciplines that others uh, are able to achieve and accomplish and, and present whatever that case might be. Right. And I think that there's something else that I'd like to go is talking about, though, in being a man and experiencing all the glories of life and, um, you know, and the fact that no guy could read, um, you know, even one hundredth of the books that are out there today or learn one hundredth of the amount of hobbies and talents that are out there today. But it's important to be a well-rounded man. Yes, absolutely. And I can I can think of well-rounded in the sense of being connected with your emotions. Yes. Not always controlling your emotions, but being connected with your emotions. Right. And also um, being well-rounded in um what it is that you are pursuing, you know, in life. Like, so when I was playing the trumpet in college and practicing five hours a day, I also played tennis like an hour to three hours a day. I loved playing tennis. And I also worked out in the gym with a couple, um, you know, personal trainers that were, that were helping me in those situations. It wasn't an outward image. I was, um, engaged. I was, I was dating, um, a girl and, um, and, but it was all a joy. Like I really enjoyed those right, things, right. right? They were very different things. You know, the athleticism and the the mentality focused in tennis playing uh, mm-hmm. versus the just sitting in a chair for five hours a day, mm-hmm. six hours a day, and just focusing on making the best music. However, when I went to start pursuing some of the best conservatories in America, I kept on being told the same thing, mm-hmm. is that I'm not attuned to my emotions. Mm. And I kept on having one trumpet, world famous trumpet player after another saying, you played every note and rhythm perfectly, but did you enjoy what you were doing? Yeah. You know, or was it just a math problem? You know, was it just something that you right. were solving? And so then I had to work on that aspect of myself. I had to, yeah. I had to work on this, this part of myself of, um, being connected to the music in a way that um, touches on really the heart and the beauty mm-hmm. and um, the uh, the goodness in in music, but in life, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and allowing music to 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 transform that. So I know that you and I have talked about that too, right? And so we have talents that God has given us. We have temperaments that God has given us, stature that God has given us. But that doesn't mean that we're limited by those things. Right. And we should pursue yes. uh, to be a well-rounded man. Yes. And I think if, let's say you're you're naturally a very physically strong person mm-hmm. and you just enjoy doing physical things. Let's say, I don't know, you want to be a boxer, a professional yeah. boxer or something. Okay, that's fine. Develop yourself physically, get really good at your sport, but then also 
read, develop yeah. your mind. Maybe it doesn't come as naturally to you. But I would say every gentleman should go into territory that doesn't come easily to them or that doesn't come naturally to them. Mm. So if you're, you're an athlete, develop your mind. If you're naturally inclined towards ideas and thinking and philosophy and theology and you're more intellectually oriented, great. Develop yourself intellectually, but also develop yourself physically too. Yeah. It's all about balance in life. I like and that. I think a well-rounded gentleman is balanced uh, above all. And so whatever your natural inclinations are, develop those, pursue those, because that's what God has given you is the raw material. But also develop uh, the other aspects of yourself that maybe don't come as easily or, more, or as naturally to you, but it will make you a better man. Yeah. Um, so don't just say, well, that's not who I am. I'm intellectually oriented, so I never have to exercise or do anything physical. Yeah. Well, no. No, it's yeah. still good for you yeah. to do that. Um, so I, I think what we're, we're getting at here um, is a sense of vocation, a sense of inner call, and being true to that. And you can tell when you're forcing things. Yeah. There was a period in my life. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Where uh, I honestly wanted to become a police officer. I thought that might be a good career path. I don't remember all the thought processes there, but for some reason I found that attractive. Mm. A part of me at least found that attractive. Mm. But the more I kind of tried to go down that path, like I like sat at some um, uh, like orientation meetings where like for new recruits and things like that, the more it just felt like I'm forcing this. This is not who I am. This is not my true gifting. This is not something that I would really enjoy. And so I ended up leaving that and I, I you know and looking back I think um, it wasn't something that I was truly called to um, and so there's there's just been moments in my life where you can tell when you're forcing something but it's not really naturally who you are and that's okay yeah that's okay yeah and then the interesting reverse of that I was thinking about kind of as the outward appearance as a musician is kind of the crazy hair you're not you, you never you never shave you never or you only <laughs> shave like once every three weeks and you you never worry about your hair you only cut your hair every six months you know and stuff like that because you don't have time for those those things yeah, right. and really I tried that I lived that for a while and really I really it was just laziness like right, it was like right. I didn't want to have to take care yeah. of my uh, my outward appearance it was easier to only get a haircut every four or five months. It was easier uh, to right. to just uh, not worry about it because then I could label myself as a, as a mm -hmm. musician. But that's not God's will either. That's yeah. not that's not what He's calling us to be a well rounded gentleman. Yes, so. right. So be true to who you are and be make the contribution that God has called you to make. Uh, be be the next Dante. Be the next Rembrandt. Be the next. Uh, Tolkien, if that's yeah. what God is calling you to be. But if God wants you to be a soldier, then be an awesome soldier. That's right. Be the best soldier you can possibly be. 
Yeah, and maybe uh, um, maybe you are um, Samson, and you can go, you know, kill yeah. a lion with your bare hands. Yeah, and um, and maybe you are a Samson that can do that, but you prefer to do poetry. Um, mm -hmm. And you don't want to do that. Maybe you're David, King David, right? As we've talked about, who played the liar, and Saul called him in, yeah. needed somebody to to calm him, right, and soothe him. And so they went and got young David, who was a musician and a liar yeah. player, you know. And then he became uh, King David, the king after God's own heart, you know. Um, in the Psalms, we have the, the Psalms, Psalms to thank. All these hymns, praise poems. God. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you're called to all those things, but being in touch with your talents, your treasures that God's giving you. And most importantly, and I'm always gonna come back to this, is being in touch with God's will for your life, with what right. he wants for you and your life. Right. That comes through prayer. Yeah. That comes through interior devotion and practice mm -hmm. and consistency um, with your prayer life and with your conversation and your relationship with God, right? Yes. And there's not um, often lightning bolts in our lives that that mm -hmm. God is going to say yes you need to be a musician right yeah, I right. never experienced that I was just naturally good at it and I kind of loved playing the trumpet right. and I didn't mind sitting down in a practice room for that long and so I was pursuing that but now I'm a marketing professional director here at the Catholic gentleman you you founded the Catholic gentleman you know very different than um, who we were when yeah. we were younger and kind of right pursuing things our way. And so mm -hmm. I just encourage um, our listeners and remind ourselves the importance of, of talking to God and allowing him to direct your life and your activities, um, your goals and your actions throughout each day and throughout each season of life. Yeah, and as a, a final note to fathers, be sensitive to this with your kids. Mm. I know as a dad, it can be very easy to want to pressure your kids into a predetermined mold and say, well, I was this way, or this is the way things should be, so therefore this is what you must do. You know, I, well, I played baseball in high school, so you're going to play baseball too. Well, sometimes your kid really takes to that, and they yeah. love it. And they, they want to play baseball just like dad, and they, they enjoy the whole process. But sometimes dads and their, and their zeal can get carried away, and they can really hurt a kid. Mm. They're not you. Yeah. So be sensitive to not only what God is calling you to do, but also to what God is calling your child to. Maybe you're intellectually inclined, but your kid loves sports. Yeah. Or maybe you love sports, but your kid loves books yeah. and, or art or whatever. Be yeah. open to that. Expose them to a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, show them a lot of different interests and see what they latch on to and then be open to that and don't force things on them. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think just as a note to fathers, uh, not all kids are the same. Yeah. You may have a son who loves sports. You might have a son who loves Gardening. academics. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Try to round them out. Try to be, you know, encourage them to be balanced. But at the end of the day, let them be who God made them to be. Yeah, don't discipline them for not yes. being uh, created in your image, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. And um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And um, and that's so important for us to remember, you know, as fathers. Yeah, yeah I, I I I think it was Saint Catherine of Siena. I'm not sure. But I think she said, you know, be who God created you to be, and you'll set the world yeah. on fire. Catherine of Siena, that's right. 
And that's a call for all of us. Be who God created you to be and be the best version of that you can possibly be and you'll set the world on fire. Yeah, amen. Well, um, for tonight's nightcap, we wanted to talk about journaling. Is journaling anything you've ever practiced or or a habit you've I have occasionally. It's not something I do in a disciplined way. It's often when I have something significant happen or something that I especially (laughs) need to note, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so we've got this uh, nightcap here, and this is going to be coming soon to um, our store, but it's the Catholic Gentleman uh, Journal. And uh, it is uh, leather. We love leather. It's authentic. Um, It's got the Catholic Gentleman logo. But what's most importantly is uh, that uh, that it um, it can do multiple things in your lives. Right. So so you've got this uh, journal that's going to last. So it's you know, for this one in particular, it's it's replaceable so I can take it out. This this journal right here will outlive me. Yeah, you know, right. this leather, this stitching, um, it's not going anywhere and I can I can switch it out. And so maybe it's task lists and to do's that you like to put yeah. in here. Maybe you prefer to um, uh, to actually journal in the evening. Uh, likewise, I've had uh, feast or famine in my life of, of journaling. And um, and so uh, but I like to take notes at work. I like mm-hmm. to um, open it up. And I really love the way it feels and the way it smells. Yeah. And um, Well, just an example, I do have a, a little journal that I've been kind of filling in little by little for years. Um, just when I have a thought or I come across a good quote yeah. um, or there's something significant happens. Um, and really, sometimes in the moment it's helpful. But what's really cool is to look back and see how far you've come. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, journal, I have journal entries in there from like 10 years ago. Mm. Um, and it's really cool to see, like, that's where I was at that point in my life. Yeah. That's what God was doing at that point in my life. And reflect back on that. It can fill you with gratitude a lot of times to see what God's done in your life. So it's a great practice. Leather journal is a, is a cool thing for, for a lot of men to have. And we're like, like John said, we're going to have those in the Catholic Gentleman's store soon. So. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or a podcast player of your choice. We're grateful for you being here. And as we remind everyone when we finish these episodes, be a man, be a saint.